This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Amber. And I'm Jessie. And this is Glowing in Tech, powered by Coding Black Females. So today we have Renee Louise from Beamery joining us. Hi, guys. It's time for the tech topic in 10. Renee is going to give us an introduction to a technical topic, hopefully in 10 minutes or less. And this is an opportunity for her to give a little bit of a lightning talk about a technology or area of tech that other people can learn from. So Renee, please take us away. Yeah, sure. So today I'm going to be talking about um, the introduction to version control, which is something that I absolutely had no idea about when I first started. Um, But thankfully, through Black Code Her, I was able to learn because Tanya absolutely made us do it every single lesson, (laughs) pushing, pulling, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I wrote everything down and I was able to kind of um, learn how to do it. And now I use it every single day in my role. So I think I'm really grateful to have learned it. And I think it's something so important for all developers to know. First of all, what is version control? I'm going to give you a quick everyday example of how you've probably used version control without realizing. And um, this is, for example, say you're applying to a job and you have a CV and then you need to tailor your CV to apply for this job. So you have, you go to your original CV and then you update it and then you save it as a different name. So Now you have access to two versions of your CV, which is the original version and then the tailored version for the job you're applying for. So that is an example of how version control works in everyday life. Um, And engineers use version control in a similar way um, when it comes to managing and tracking their code. And we use systems such as like GitHub. I use GitHub every single day. And um, we do this to ensure that we're able to work in a productive way and also collaboratively very smoothly um, because if not you can end up with a lot of merge conflicts which is basically when two people two or more people are editing a file at the same time and then it gets really messy so version control is basically used to avoid that and um, how this works is I don't know how deep we want to get into um, this version (laughs) control because it can get quite deep, can't it? But I'll just tell you a bit about kind of how I use it on a day-to-day basis. Um, So how you use it is you have a repository, which is basically a collection of files that live on your version control system, such as GitHub. And um, if you want to, as a developer, collaborate on these files, then you take a clone of this repository onto your local computer. And um, then there's these things called branches, which we use. And these branches basically refer to taking a copy of that local repository and making your own version so that you can edit it and your team can do the same and rename it, rename the branch in a different way so that they're able to also edit that um, particular original version um, without anyone having any overlap or editing what someone else has done, if yeah. that makes sense. No, it does, it does. <laughs> Getting my head around this took a very long time. So I hope this it was, makes sense. It was the same for us. 
really. Y- yeah. What was your experience with version control? Oh my gosh. I remember Code First Girls, right? We didn't have, um, we had Git desktop, which made things right. easier. Oh, and I remember they telling us what the branch is. I was like pulling, pushing, what yeah. am I pulling and pushing? <laughs> like, I, I didn't, didn't understand it. it. I, I like, didn't this, understand this it. Tug of war thing that's going on, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. I didn't necessarily appreciate the fact that because they kept they kept talking about branching. Yeah. And like now it makes sense to me. But at the yeah. time, I was like, I just don't get why I need yeah. all these different branches. And, and that's the thing. I think the tree analogy works in terms of like diverging from Maine, but then it doesn't work when you try and explain going back in. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's where it gets very, very hairy. But I kind of wanted to maybe touch on some of the commands, like you said, get pull and get clone. Yeah, so I'll take you through like, say I'm working on um, a repository and I'm using version control to do it. Then the first thing I'll do is I'll clone the repository from GitHub using git clone. And then if you're a developer, you know which part of, you have to copy and paste into that. Mm Um, so the URL of the repository, and then that clones it onto your local computer. Um, and then once you've done a Git clone, then hopefully you're on a developed branch. If not, you can check and by doing Git branch and check what branch you're on. Um, and if you are already on the developed branch, then you can branch off from that using Git checkout hyphen B and then naming it whatever you'd like. Um, and at that point, you are then on your own branch that you can start editing. Um, and once you're there, oh wait, before you do that, I would actually do a git pull on mm. git on develop. Yes. Yeah, on the develop branch. And um, so I'll do a git pull before doing the git checkout onto a new branch. And what and, does git pull do? Oh, and git pull, what it does is it takes, it pulls down any of the updates from uh, GitHub that has happened to that repository. So anyone that's made any changes, it will take the latest version, working version, so that that way you're not overwriting anyone's changes and you can freely um, develop without without having any conflicts, mm-hmm. basically. Um, so yeah, once you're on um, your own branch, then you can start editing your files as you'd like. And then when it's time to put it back onto the, in GitHub, then it will be, um, then you would do like a git add dot. Yep. <laughs> that one, that that command basically helps you to add all of the changes um, that you're going to be doing. Like, what's the word that you use for it? Like, it sets it up. Oh, to stage it. Staging yeah. it, exactly. Yeah. It stages all of your um, commits. And I think that's the bit that's hard to get as a beginner because yeah. there's like extra steps to saving. It's like, why can't yeah. I just save everything? Exactly. And the point is with staging, as I'm sure, yeah, I'll let yeah. you continue. Why should you stage something? <laughs> yeah, so, oh, that's a good question. Or um, what, what, I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe but, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So do you, why do you yeah. stage something? Because you want to make sure that what you're actually about to commit to the to your branch and what you're about to share with the other developers on your team is actually what you want to add. Yeah. Sometimes you can right. edit files that you didn't mean to edit or try and push changes that you right. didn't actually mean to make. And by staging things, you're actually checking, okay, I do want to add this file. I do want to add this change. And yeah. you might see some files that you want to remove from staging it. So it's like a buffer before you actually commit those changes. Right, um, yeah. Yeah. That that makes that's a better explanation than I would have ever given. So yeah, um, so yeah. After staging those changes, then you can write a, do a commit, um, which is by doing git commit dash m, and then you can write a commit message. Um, depending on where where you work, there may be some sort of you know uh, status quo on how to yeah. do this. We have a, a definitely a status quo at Beamery on how to make commits, um, and then 
once this is all committed, then you can do a Git push, which pushes this up to GitHub. And then the process continues. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't I won't go into too much detail there, but at that point, you can basically get some reviews from your colleagues on the code that you've written. And then this would then be merged into the develop branch before being merged into your master. So I hope that that makes sense. No, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. What, oh, sorry. Go on, go on, go on. I was just going to ask, what, why is it important to have reviews on something that you're trying to merge? Oh, because you don't want to introduce any bugs into production. So <laughs> it's very important, especially as a junior developer. <laughs> what am I seeing here? What's going on? <laughs> it's just the front end team. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, kidding, kidding. Yeah, you don't want to be, um, you know, introducing bugs into production. It's also good to get a second pair of eyes or even a third pair of eyes. Um, before you commit, um, sorry, merge your code into mm-hmm. production. And um, yeah, a lot of the senior developers always look over my code and just have a look and see if I'm implementing best practices. And they give me comments on what I could do better and stuff like that. And I think that's a really good learning opportunity and a good way to collaborate. Um, and also, even when I'm reviewing their code as well, I think it's it's really it's a good learning opportunity as well. So, absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Like coding principles like dry, do not repeat yourself. Like sometimes I'm yeah. like duplicating two things mm-hmm. where I can actually just, I don't know, put in a variable and reuse that variable. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's just like, um, kiss, keep it simple. I think keep, keep it, it simple, stupid. stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just say keep it simple. And yeah. it's just sometimes you're complicating, like there's there's so many ways to do the same thing. Right. And sometimes like just because you can do it in a smart way doesn't mean that it's readable for other people. Yeah. So reviews are a great opportunity where a senior might say, why have you done it this way? Right. You could make this clearer and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. All of that helps with yeah. you learning. And especially in front end, sometimes there's like internal hooks that, mm. that they have in place that you wouldn't necessarily know unless you really know the code base, especially as a new person. Right. Like you're adjusting to like this whole code base. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, it's a great opportunity yeah. to redevelop. And I think one thing that I find really helpful with reviews and when anyone's reviewing my code is that I make these silly mistakes sometimes um, regarding, you know, when we stage all of our changes, I I usually don't actually look over what I've changed <laughs> and then I just commit everything because I'm like, it's it. just such yeah. a, you know, Been robotic there. process. And then they'll be like, why did you change something in this file? And I'm like, oh, did I? And then I'm like, oh, okay, let, this gives me an opportunity before um, merging that change to delete and make these yeah. changes, yeah. recommit. Yeah, yeah. It's my favourite part of the episode. Ooh. What time is it? <laughs> it's time for tech tea. <laughs> <laughs> Renee is going to be spilling the tea on something controversial within the tech industry. And I think it's about the lack of representation in tech. Oof. Yes, absolutely. I think I have even a bit of an extra bit to add to this as well. Because, you know, there's always that um, issue of lack of diversity in tech where, you know, People who look like me and you guys, um, we're not very represented. I don't know about you guys at work. I, have you got many people that like yourself? Uh, we're lucky. We're better than the average. Yeah. But right. it's still something that I notice when I go to meetups and tech events and conferences. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, definitely. And I think that's something that has driven me to not only join communities, but also try to like start my own as well to help encourage ethnic minorities to get into tech and try to help them navigate their way through the tech space. Um, So yeah, that's definitely something that I found to be quite interesting. Um, I'm 
I've not actually seen anyone that looks like me specifically as a woman and a black woman in my office um, before. Um, Mm -hmm. But I know that um, my company is making efforts to do, to, you know, partner with coding black females and get more people Mm -hmm. um, from diverse backgrounds into tech, um, which I'm I'm going to definitely be helping them with a lot more as well. Because, you know, when you get into a position that you can open the door after you then you definitely should Absolutely. so that's that's kind of my tea um but I also think which might be a little bit controversial because I absolutely love how there's so much going on for women mm-hmm. um you know black women there's coding black females there's even women in general like code first girls um trans do I belong to triangle girls exactly there's so much going on for women and this might be a bit controversial, but I, I do have like two little brothers. And when I try to help them, because one of my brothers studies cybersecurity mm. and um, the other one is studying business management, but he also is interested in technology. I'm finding it very difficult to find stuff for men mm-hmm. and black men specifically. Mm-hmm. And I wish that there was more being done for them as well. So um, yeah, I'm trying to be the change I'd like to see with uh, my yeah, community of amazing. black bite. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about Black Bite? Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, I recently started um, a community called Black Bite. It's B-L-A-Q-B-Y-T-E. And this doesn't only target like um, ethnic minorities that are women, but also men as well. So I definitely want to help with um, providing maybe workshops, uh, CV writing, um, CV writing like services and just everything. I'm still kind of fine tuning it. Right now Mm -hmm. I'm just in the building community stage. But the vision is really just to um, try to get as many people into jobs as possible from ethnic backgrounds, both men and women. That's amazing. That's incredible. There are loads of communities. You're right, like for women. And when guys ask me, like, how do they get in? I don't have an answer. Yeah. No, it's tough. I I used to say code bar because that's Mm. been an amazing resource for me. Yeah. Um, But I didn't realize, I was reading. Yeah. It's actually for like underrepresented people yeah, yeah. I, think I think black, black men black do, men would fit, fit into, into that, that. Yeah. yeah 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 so I, I do feel that yeah there's a lot going on for women and I absolutely love it because I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't yeah. for all these initiatives but um, I think there needs to be more like free things for our, our black men as well mm-hmm. because the, a lot of the time when I'm trying to help my brothers or my friends try to get into tech and um i'm referring them to literally code flat code first girls coding black females and i'm like mm-hmm. they're like is this for me and i'm like well you can try you never know yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, um, but i think that yeah it would be nice to definitely um get them onto some like you know scholar scholarship type of programs and stuff like that because at the end of the day they're in my opinion somewhat as just as disadvantaged as we are as black women because just because of their skin color at times so Mm -hmm. it would be nice to have um them rising as we are rising because women are definitely taking over especially (laughs) in the tech space Um, so yeah I have a lot of um, friends that I'm, I'm kind of I try to help as much as possible and my even my brothers as well. Um, but yeah, that's something that I would say is a bit controversial. What do you guys think about Yeah, that? there's UK black devs. There's quite a lot of um, black men. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, yeah. But even yeah. they are quite small and I don't think have as many resources or like... Mm. You know, partnership. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's it. Because it's about getting them into actual roles as well. Like, yeah, it's it's not just the community. Yeah, because like the resources behind that. Because you're saying that Black Coder accelerated like your journey and learning. And it's like even the Code First Girls graduation and Beamery. So you're right. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think. So are you looking more towards like something that is caters for both? Or do you think that there should be 
like groups for black men in particular? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like there should be black um, groups for black men in particular as well. Mm. But there should also be a lot more of just both because I'm all for, you know, accelerating women because we are, we are like literally at the, you know, we, we have a hard time basically finding a place in the corporate world, especially mm-hmm. in technology, mm-hmm. where it's quite a male-dominated industry. So I think that um, I'm definitely all for continuing on with the female empowerment movement and us accelerating at the speed of lightning the way we have. I love that. But definitely want to make sure we're not leaving the black men behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a question for you on that is, do you think tech companies outside of the one that you work for and the one that we work for, do you think tech in general is doing enough to facilitate that? That's a good question. Um, I think that they're trying, mm-hmm. um, definitely trying. For example, when I was on the academy program that Beamery partnered with for my um, boot camp, there was definitely a quite quite diverse backgrounds. Oh, sorry, there were people from diverse backgrounds um, on that program. So mm-hmm. it was quite nice to see. Mm-hmm. And that was the first program I'd been on that I was like, oh, okay, I can see some people from, you know, from very different backgrounds here. Black people, um, you know, uh, people from Asia, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice. And um, I think there's more that can be done, definitely, because, um, yeah, it still isn't enough. That's the first one I've seen. Yeah. I know that there's... Like you mentioned, UK black devs as well. But yeah, I think I haven't actually heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it is, must be. I think UK black devs is more focused for once you're in tech and once you're right. an engineer already, it's less to do with like helping you get into it. Right. But um, so you said you think that more can be done. Yeah. What more do you think can be done? That's a good question. I think um, encouraging um, people, well, men, especially from ethnic minorities, um, to enter the field, Mm -hmm. first of all, letting them know that there is a space for them and also providing similar things to what we have. Because honestly, it wasn't hard for me to get into a boot camp at all. And Mm. the fact that I did several at the same time and there's, I have friends who have struggled to even get into one or, you know, have to pay thousands just to get the same education. I I think that can, we need to kind of subsidize that, find a way of subsidizing um, those fees and um, just helping them to, have similar opportunities to what we do mm-hmm. um so yeah I think that's that's kind of what I'm on a mission to do with Black Bite anyways because I I definitely you know have a bit of a soft spot for black men because I have two younger brothers yeah. and I definitely want to see them do really well um especially if they can enter technology field and I can actually provide them with you know workshops mentors they need they need that help and I, yeah. it's so hard for me to help yeah. them because I'm, I'm all the stuff I do is like girls, girls, girls. And I love it, but um, I definitely don't want to like leave them behind. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think something that can be hard for people to understand if they're not from these diverse backgrounds and they're seeing all of these additional opportunities for black women, for women, they can struggle to understand what, what the, like why these groups need that more. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, or one of the reasons or one of the things that's necessary is like, we don't have the access to the networks and the experience that would mean that we can do it by ourselves. Right. And and so, like, I, this is why I think it's important for... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just saw you proud of me. It's, it's just because it's just like... Oh, my opinion is so controversial. Though. Go on, then. Go on. Just, share, please. Just because it's just like coding with, like, females 
that was like started by black women for black women. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like Code First Girls started by women for women. Right. And um, it's, it's just quite interesting because it's when I have, when I'm having these conversations, I'm like, so right. who is the ownership on? Is mm. on black women to provide a space for black men? Because right. this is what it's almost turning into. Like who's yeah. going to lead this then? This yeah. Because the it's like, my thing is like, if you're, so we spotted the fact that this doesn't exist. Yeah. Should it be on us to start this community for mm-hmm. them? Because I think that black men should start this community for black mm-hmm. men in the same way that women have started it for women. But then black I think black women have started it for black women. I get that, but I think also the additional perspective of being a black woman who's benefited so much from the programs, like you'll already have an insight of what works yeah. and an understanding of the things that will accelerate someone's growth and help them get into that position. Absolutely. And I think the thing that I'm conscious that people might not understand is that, like, as a white man, as a white woman, you might think, like, why do they need all of these things to get there? Mm -hmm. And I think that it's because, you know, there are certain opportunities that are afforded as a result of lots of different things I'm not going to get into. Um, and yeah, that's why I think, I think it's, a, it's, it's awesome that you're going to be, yeah, trying yeah. to... Yeah, I love what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, no, I think it's a very valid um, question that you posed about ownership as well, because mm. I think that it is important for, you know, black men to also step up, people who are in the industry to step up and do something to open the door for those behind them as well, not just for their friends, but for the wider community. Um, but unfortunately, I do feel from my own perspective, I've had a lot more help from men and men have actually come uh, not just men men and women by the way but like men have that I've spoken to who are trying to get into the industry have complained that maybe they're not as the men are not as helpful towards other men Mm. have you ever heard that that's really interesting yeah that's interesting I I hardly ever think about the tech and yeah from the male perspective so Mm. I wouldn't know yeah I have no idea I I feel like they're quite a lot more helpful to women um for I don't know what reasons. That's really interesting. <laughs> but I I've definitely both sides. Yeah. Like, yeah. I hear, like women being told that, oh, you're not good enough because you're a woman, like ha- having like extra criticize criticism on their code mm. because they're women. Really? But then it's just like other women mm. say completely different that they've had a lot of support from it. I think that everyone just has different experiences. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because there's not gonna be a one-size approach, like men are like this or men react like this because mm-hmm. At the end of the day, our opinions are just based on our lived experiences. But even for my lived experience, at the time, all-male engineering team led a Code First Girls cohort, Mm. but they didn't do the same for other men. Mm. This is it, you know? So I think it's, yeah, yeah, it's trying to level the playing field. Women definitely need help, but also not forgetting the other disadvantaged groups that are yeah. also male. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And even on Black Code Heard, a lot of the supporters were men as well. That's where I found most of my support. Oh, um, okay. So as much as the women were also extremely helpful, yeah, it was some of the men I made like the best friends with and they literally supported me so much. So I just want to see them doing more for oh, the, their own as well. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Renee. It's been lovely to have you. Thank um, you. How can we keep up with you? Yeah, so um, you guys can follow me on Black Bike. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a black bite Instagram and I've also got black bite on Twitter as well, which I'm trying to get going. Um, and then if you want, if you're interested in my personal, you know, life in any capacity, <laughs> then, um, I'm Miss Renee Louise on Instagram. So you can ask me any questions whatsoever. Fantastic. Yeah, so we'll have that all in the show notes and as well, we'll put all of Renee's resources that she's mentioned in today's episode. So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode of the Glowing in Tech podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. So next week we have a special guest and to find out who that is, follow us on socials at Glowing in Tech on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. And also if you're listening on YouTube, be sure to like, comment and subscribe. If you're on Spotify, click on the bell so you can be notified every time we release a new episode. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. And yeah, see you next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.